Welcome to another audio teaching brought to you by Touch the Nations Ministries, focusing on establishing His kingdom, building His temple, and restoring the image of the Son. Now join Dr. Ben Clanons for this inspiring message. I think it's the sixth one. This is probably going to be the last one on Reformation because we've been busy with this thing now for quite some time, but I believe this is going to be the grand finale. God is going to say something to us this morning that we have not heard before. And I believe that's going to, that's going to help us. So we've been speaking on Reformation. And this is going to be part six of Reformation. This morning I'm going to speak to you on the mind of Christ, watch this, to produce wealth. I'm going to connect this whole thing this morning with Reformation. Now, if I had to say to you this morning, I can give you a recipe, because I know that's what everybody wants, to create wealth. What would you do if I give you the recipe? What would you do if I give you the recipe? i tell you what some of you would do. Listen to it once and kick it under the bed. Because that's what most people do. Sunday after Sunday. God speaks to us. But we don't make that word part of who we are. Just open up your mouth. I'll tell you exactly where you are. Just a few minutes in people's presence. When they open them, I can tell you exactly where they are. How much they know of what God has already said. I'm talking about the preceding word. So it's important that we should make this part of it. If I had to tell you, listen, that I can, if you study this Bible, just by studying the Bible, obviously the proceeding where it comes out of the Bible, you will become wealthy. Some of you would not put down this Bible. Others would say, ah, it hasn't worked in the past, will not work now. I'm going to show you this morning. I was just sitting and just one scripture fell in my spirit and a whole thing opened up to me. Concerning wealth. Just allow me to, because it's the last session, just to recap quickly a couple of things. And then I want to connect just one idea with what uh, I believe God wants to say this morning. Now we have to look at Reformation. And we have to read our very important base scripture, Leviticus chapter 26, verse 23 and 24, New King James Version. And by these things you are not reformed by me. But walk contrary to me. Then I also will walk contrary to you, and I will punish you yet seven times for your sins. And we know that we, we spoke about this scripture, that, that the emphasis is not on the sins, but the emphasis is more on the fact that God is so serious about you reaching your purpose, goal, and destiny, that he said, I will punish you yet seven times. And sin is missing the mark. It's not smoking, drinking, dancing, wearing long pants, lip stuffy, and all those stuff. If you're not going to study the word and align yourself and reform yourself so that you reach your purpose and destiny, then you're sinning. And if you're going to sin then because you have not been reformed, you see, here it comes again. The fact is that he cannot say this if he didn't give you the, the means to reform. In other words, it's not something that's hanging in the air and says, hey, you have to reform. No, no, no. He shows you the road. He shows you how to reform. And he says, if by these things, 
So you've been given a lot of things the last couple of Sundays on how to reform. I did a whole message on alignment because reformation is about alignment. I spoke about the order of God. That's also reformation. Alignment, order. That is reformation. So it's not that God gives you a command, but he doesn't tell you what he means by it. He's shown us exactly what he meant when he said, I want you to reform by these things. A definition of reformation is this, is the installation of the proceeding word in a people. But the thing is this, God has already given us the proceeding word. But that proceeding word must be instilled in a people. And when it's instilled in a people, then we have reformation. But the thing is this, it's by these things. So God has given us the things by which we should reform. And that is the proceeding word. You cannot reform outside of the proceeding word of God. You cannot reform without the proceeding word of God. Then you are just having mere rules made by men. And it's got no substance, no power, no nothing in it. So the Reformation comes because of the proceeding word. That's why the second scripture that was so important to us was 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 to 6. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that set itself up against the true knowledge of God and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, being in readiness to punish every disobedience. So, disobedience comes because it opposes the installation of the proceeding word in the life of a people to prohibit a people from walking in reformation. Got that? That's why God said, if by these things you are not reformed by me, then you are actually walking contrary to me. In other words, you will never have an excuse. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry, every one of you sitting here this morning, and those that have listened to this series, all of your excuses have been eliminated. In other words, if you have to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ one day, and he said, Lord, I didn't make it. And he said, you have no excuse. Let me just play that CD again. You were in that service. What did you do with the proceeding word that I gave to you? When I sent my messenger, my angel, and when he opened his mouth, it was the mouth of Christ. Amen. The scripture speaking now. Yes. And he released a word, which was a preceding word. Yes. What did you do with that word? Why were you not reformed by it? Because you have to be reformed by it. So reformation is the installation of the preceding word in a people. Reformation is the spiritual alignment to the order of God. And reformation is to bring us back to original intent. In other words, to a place of full obedience like it was in the Garden of Eden. Got it? So when do we need reformation? When the church is out of order and not in proper form, then there's a need to reform. And that's why God has been speaking to us the last couple of Sundays on reformation again, and he showed us where the problem was. 
And when we need reformation, that's when God sends us the finishing anointing, which is the apostolic anointing. That will come and bring things to a closure. Will come and set things in order because it's a foundational gift. It works at the foundation. It sorts out all of the inaccuracies. That's why many times you'll find the mood of the Holy Spirit is violent. Because he cleanses the temple with the washing of the water and with violence. Violence comes with the Spirit. Talks about uh, polemic preaching. Okay. And then I said this, which was very important. True dominion will never come till you rule your mind. That's why when we spoke about reformation, and we refer again to 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 to 6, it says that we have to refute arguments. And we have to pull down strongholds. Every proud and lofty thing that set itself up against the true knowledge of God. Every theories and reasonings. All of these things happen in your mind. That's why you can never have proper reformation if you don't deal with the mind of a person. Your mind is your biggest enemy. Your mind will trip you. You will fall over your mind. It will trip you. Because these things are spiritual things that we have to understand by the Spirit. It's not something that you can reason out with your mind. It's a sir, yes, sir moment. That's obedience. And everything that must have come against this proceeding word, against what God is saying in the season, has to be pulled down. Has to be eliminated, destroyed. And how do you do it? By not giving it an opportunity to come and sit in your heart or your mind. No opportunity. Give no opportunity to the enemy. And the opportunity that he always seeks as he comes to the mind and the way and the instrument that he uses, he uses doubt. Like he did with Eve. Did God say? He doesn't come with something that is totally off the wall. He comes with something that God said. And he wants to thwart that. He wants to spin it around. He wants to turn it. He wants to deviate it from its actual meaning and truth. That's what he wants to do. That's why he comes and says, did God say? A man's will is governed by his heart. You exercise your choices because of the state of your heart and the condition of your heart. That's why when we spoke about Apostolic foundation, when I spoke about this, and I said, uh, the soul will mirror either the spirit or the flesh. And you see, that's why uh, the Bible says in 3 John, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But your soul can only prosper. I'll connect it now with wealth. But let me just roll this in. Your soul can only prosper if it reflects or mirrors your spirit. Because if your soul is going to mirror your flesh, all that the flesh can do is enmity against God. The carnal mind, which is a fleshly mind, that thinks things of the earth and of things above, Colossians, is enmity against God. So if your soul is not going to mirror what, is it, what the true condition of your heart is, then you can never come to a place of being prosperous in your soul. 
Because your soul will mirror either your flesh or your spirit. So you can do something about your condition. And by the way, it's going to be very difficult for you to exercise the right choices if the state and condition of your heart is not right. It's going to be very difficult for you to be accurately governed through your will according to the purpose of God if your heart is not at a good place. So that is where we have to reform. We have to be reformed by these things. That's why we have to go back to Ephesians 1 that read the following. And I'm going to read out of the Amplified first. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. This is Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 in the Amplified. That he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of the insights into the mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Verse 18, very, 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 very important. Because this is going to connect a few things for us this morning. By having the eyes of our heart flooded with light. The New King James says this. Having the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So he connects your understanding with your heart. Which is very good and very important. Because if you don't have a good heart, it means you don't have a good understanding. And therefore you cannot exercise good choices because your heart is not in a good condition. Because you don't have understanding. That's why we have to be reformed by the proceeding word because that will put your heart in a good place, in a good condition. You can recondition your heart by the proceeding word of God. By punishing every disobedience and come to a place of obedience. And by the way, if you don't recondition your heart, you're going to be in a bad place. We'll talk to just about that just now. So, it's the eyes of your understanding being enlightened... That you may know and understand the hope to which he has called you. And how rich is his glorious, watch this, inheritance in the saints. So, you cannot come to a place of understanding your inheritance. If your eyes of your heart or understanding has not been enlightened. So, we flip that. In other words, if, if you're going to go through life and just do things without having your heart reconditioned or reformed with light, with the proceeding word of God, with your heart flooded with light, not just some light, flooded, flooded, your understanding flooded with light or being enlightened, then you cannot come to know which is the hope you have been called to and the riches of His glorious inheritance in you, the saints. Do you get that? May He grant you the spirit of wisdom. And one of the Bibles says, may He grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. 
So how does wisdom, now I want to connect wisdom with it. How does wisdom come? Wisdom comes when your heart's condition is good because you've come to a place of understanding because of the proceeding word of God that has flooded your heart. You get that? Now before I go further, let's just connect this thing with light. Because light brings understanding. This is where we're going to start. Watch the scripture. Psalm 36 verse 9 says this. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Proverbs 4 verse 18. But the path of the just, we are all justified, is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto a perfect day. So the condition of your heart, which is flooded with light, will cause you to shine like the sun unto a perfect day. Psalm 18 verse 28. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. What is darkness? Ignorance. Ignorance. So God will enlighten our lamp. How is he going to light my lamp? By reconditioning my heart. How's my heart reconditioned? Through the proceeding word of God. By punishing every disobedience. Every disobedience. Psalm 119, verse 130 to 131. Here it comes. The entrance of thy words give light. Watch this. It gives understanding unto the simple. So how do you recondition your heart? Through light? How does light come? Through the proceeding word of God. So if you want to shine like the sun, if you want to shine like the sun that shines ever brighter unto a perfect day, Your heart has to be flooded with light. Now we're talking reformation. Psalm 119 verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's good stuff, eh? Proverbs 6 verse 26. 6 verse 26. For the commandment is a lamp. Watch this. And the law is light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. So God's commandments and God's law, which is his word, is our lamp and is our light. There's no other way how you can get light but by the proceeding word of God. 
lot of people live in darkness and ignorance. No understanding. Psalm 18 verse 2. A fool does not seek understanding, but likes to air his opinion. A lot of people have opinion about things, but they don't have understanding about things because they don't have light, because the condition of their heart is not good, because they have not had the proceeding word flooded their souls and their hearts. That's why in this season, listen to me everybody, listen. This season is very important how careful we walk. That's why we say things like this. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Because light can come through anybody. Even through a child. But sometimes we just shove things off because we know how things are going to work. We don't walk in reverence, uh, simplicity, and in sensitivity or discernment. And the reason why we struggle with discernment and sensitivity is because our hearts have been hardened, watch this, by religion. We've been captivated by religion. Our hearts have been made callous by the sayings and opinions of men that cannot be verified by the word of God. Now that God brings us the word, which is the proceeding word, we have to walk in sensitivity and discernment. That's why I've said many times, you cannot accept or reject the word of God. It's the true word. I'm talking about the proceeding word of God that has gone out that will come and accept or reject you. So you can't just take what you want for yourself. You better take everything. You have to refute every argument, opinions. Lofty things, theories, philosophies that want to set itself up against a true knowledge or understanding of God. So what the problem is? What is our problem? 2 Corinthians 4.4 4. The God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Watch this. Now I'm going to connect it with the image. So if your heart's conditioned is reconditioned, and you reform and come to a place of order, and have aligned yourself with the proceeding word of God, and have punished every disobedience, and have come against everything that wants to set itself up against the true understanding of what God is saying in this season, then you will walk in the light of the gospel and now you've become like the shining star but the path of the just like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto a perfect day. Why? Because now the light of the gospel, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Now what people see, when they see the light, they see the image. <laughs> so what is the scheme of the devil? To blind your mind. To blind your mind. Why? 
Because what happens when he blinds your mind? He causes you to reason. He causes you to argue. He causes you to have theories. He causes you to have your own opinions. That's why the Lord Jesus says in Isaiah 29, verse 13, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And then he says this, so their worship of me is made up only of rules taught by men. So now that thing that you call worship, it's not worship anymore. It's just a couple of rules made by men. So the scheme of the devil is to blind your mind. It's to deceive you. It's to deceive you. That's what he did with Eve. He deceived her. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3. But I fear, lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. So how does he come? He comes to deceive us. Watch this. Watch this. He comes to rob you of light. Because if he robs you of light, the condition of your heart will not be good and that which comes out of your soul will be darkness because light is in your heart. And when your soul reflects what's either in your spirit or your flesh, flesh can only reflect darkness while spirit or your heart reflects what? Light. And so when your soul reflects light, what do people see? The image of God. Because he's light. I tell you what, this stuff is good. Ecclesiastes 2 verse 13. Then I saw that wisdom excels folly. Now he gives you the comparison of how he's going to do it. As light excels darkness. So how does wisdom excels folly? As light excels darkness. Psalm 40 verse 8. Thy law have I written on my heart. In other words, I've taken this proceeding word and I've written it, inscribed it in my heart. I've changed the condition of my heart. I've reconditioned it. Hebrews 8 verse 10. He put his laws in our minds. And write them in our hearts. How? Because the law was already in Christ. When he encrafted Christ in us. When we accepted him. We got the light. But most people dim the light. The little bit that they got. By arguments, theories, reasonings. And every proud and lofty thing that set itself up against. The true knowledge or understanding or light of God. Why? Because their opinion is more powerful than going after understanding. Job 29 verse 3 says this. 
When his lamp shone upon my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness. So how did he get through the darkest day of his life? By walking according to the light. Recondition your heart. That's why Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 to 16 says this. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Outside of the house, there's darkness. But inside the household of faith, that's where there's light. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now let me connect it. So if your light shines, It is because your soul mirrors your heart. And because your soul mirrors your heart, and your heart has been reconditioned, flooded with light, which is the gospel, the proceeding word, now you shine so forth before men that they see your what? Good works. Good works. Okay. Proverbs 3 Verse 13 to 16. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom. Where does wisdom come from? A spirit of wisdom comes when you have the eyes of your heart flooded with light. Remember Ephesians? Got it? Okay. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom. The man who gains Understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. So how do you become wealthy? By having wisdom. How do you get wisdom? It's a spirit. How do you get wisdom? By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light. Or by having the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. And when your heart is full of light, the condition of your heart is right then you will refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that set itself up against the true knowledge of God. And you will lead every thought and purpose away captive into obedience of Christ to punish every disobedience. Now here comes the scripture. Proverbs 14, verse 24. NIV. The wealth... Of the wise is their crown. But the folly of fools yields folly. What is a crown? 
or rather, who wears a crown? A ruler. When will we truly rule? First of all, will we rule our minds. Our minds. How do we rule our minds? By having our hearts flooded with light. So that we can come to wisdom. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. So we can gain understanding. And when we've gained understanding, we've come to a place of wisdom. Because our heart is now so flooded with the proceeding word. That whatever choice you exercise, whatever decision you will make, will be that of a wise person. And because you are wise, you will become wealthy. And that will become your crown, which will show you as a ruler. Many people try all kinds of things to become wealthy. But the wealth of the wise is a crown. The way they have dominion over their minds first. In other words, you can never come to a place of wealth if you don't have the crown on your head. Your soul can only prosper because of the light and understanding. So that the condition of your heart will determine your prosperity or your wealth. The condition of your heart will determine your wealth. Because the more your heart is flooded with light, the more you've come to understanding of the proceeding word, the more you will punish disobedience, everything that will come and set itself up against that which God is saying, that which God is doing today. And because you set your heart on the kingdom business, things above in the heavens of what God is saying, the proceeding word that is releasing in the season of all these wonderful words we've received. And once you've instilled it in your heart, crafted it in your heart and your mind, the more you craft or incraft these words on the inside of you, of the proceeding word that God has released, automatically you'll see the decision that you will make will cause you to become wealthy. Yes. Now you want scripture. I'm so glad you asked me. Watch this. 2 Samuel 7 verse 1 to 14, talking about David. After the king was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all these enemies around him. He said to Nathan the prophet, here I am living in a palace of cedar while the ark of the covenant remains in a tent. He said, immediately this man's heart was the kingdom. Why? Because his whole life was flooded with Christ. His whole life was flooded with God. He's living in a palace, but he wasn't even thinking of the fact that he was living. Well, he was, he was actually reasoned. Why should I live in luxury? Why should I have these things? While the Lord's house is a simple tent, I need to do something about the kingdom. I need to do something about the glory of God that needs to come back. So he was after God, the things of God. He was pursuing the things of God. And here comes Nathan the prophet and said to him, Nathan replied to the king, whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it for the Lord is with you. That's when the people will see your what? Your good works. Which is the reflection of the image of God. 
Why? Because you've set your heart on things above. And you've, you've been going after the proceeding where your heart is so fully flooded with light. That the condition of your heart is in such a good state. And whatever decision you make will be a good decision. As if God made it himself. And wealth will come to you. That's when the Lord says, I don't care what decision you make. Because I know whatever decision you'll make will be the right one. Because your heart cannot reflect bad things because it's flooded with light. Joshua, meditate on the word of God day and night. And then you will make your way successful. You see, we quote that scripture, we thought, well, if I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, I'm going to be okay. No, 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 no. It's your heart flooded with light. Proceeding word. that needs to come. Punishing disobedience. A life of obedience because you have punished disobedience. You don't argue, don't reason against the things that God has released. You accept it, you make it part of your life, and your heart is so flooded with light. That whatever reflects out of your soul, your soul is your will, your intellect, and your emotions. You will be emotionally stable. You will have the mind of Christ intellectual. And your will that you'll exercise will be okay. Because it will be as if it's the will of God. The purpose of Him. Because He will work with you. Whatever you decide in your mind. God says, do it. I will be with you. Hallelujah. Let me just roll that. That's very important. Watch this. The reason why people are living in limitations is because they have limitations in their vision. And now this is not the vision. Let me just help you with it. This is not that vision of what is your next five-year plan? What is the next thing that we're going to do? Watch this. The limitation of your vision is the limitation of your faith and of God's power that's working in you. But watch this. What is vision? Vision is what you see because of the volume of his word, which is light that is flooded in your heart. So what do you see? That's your vision. Many people can't even see two meters down the road. They have no vision for their life. They don't have a cooking clue where they're heading. You know why? Because you have no vision. And therefore you have no faith and no power of God working in you. Why? Because vision is the volume of God's word that is reflected through your life, which is his light, which will give your path light. So vision is not for what you have, what you're going to do for the next five years for the Lord. If your heart is so fully flooded with light that you will have visions, And vision is what you see. And you'll see everything through the mirror of the proceeding word that has flooded your heart. So wealth comes because of light and understanding that gives you wisdom. Listen, that's what we call the mind of Christ. Last scripture. Hold on to your seats. You've mentioned this so many times yourself. Arise, shine, 
for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness of people. But the Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 3. How will the nations come to you? How will kings come to you? Because when you open your mouth, there will be the mouth of Christ. What they see will be so bright because your soul reflects just one thing, the light, which is his image, which is his word, which is him himself, Christ. And when you open up your mouth, arise, shine, your light has come. And then whatever you put your mind to, do it. Don't wait, don't ask questions, do it. Because God will work with you because you have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. So what is reformation? It's the instilling of the proceeding word in a people. It's a people that has aligned itself and has reformed themselves according to the word of God. And the way they reform themselves is by punishing disobedience, coming to a place of obedience, let their hearts be flooded with light, their understanding be flooded with light, be crowned with glory, because, you know, that's a, this is a phenomenal scripture. The wealth of the wise is their crown. Let me tell you a secret. And I've said this a lot of times. You can raise the dead. You can heal the sick. You can have a church of a thousand people, two thousand, ten thousand. The world doesn't care anything. They care squat. Zilts. Zero. Nada. Psalm 126. But then it was said amongst the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. And we say, the Lord has done great things for us. Then the next verse says this, Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the streams in the Engev. So what will draw the attention of the world to the church? Your gospel. Forget it. Wealth. Pictures of young, smuggaroos. Mucha, mucha plata. That's Spanish. Plata's money. Mucha, mucha, buyer, buyer. Very, very much. Mula. Guys, listen. And you know what? The amazing thing is this, that God wants to give us it. But he's, he's, he's more concerned about your character, the image of God that needs to be reflected through you. That's why He's waiting for you to get your heart flooded with light. So nothing is going to happen. But it can come much easier. That's why I give it to my beloved in his sleep. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and and adds no sorrow. You see, the thing is this. We try and work because we're this responsible people and a man that needs to provide. But there's a shortcut. 
You fool. Get understanding. Otherwise, what you will exercise in life will be opinion. Because you thought that's the right action. But if you walk in light, you will have the mind of God. And He'll make it easy because the decision that you'll make will be the mind of God being exercised and released in the earth. And whatever you have in mind will come to pass because you walk in light. So that's it. Why don't we take the preceding word? Why don't we fill our hearts with the preceding word? Why don't we study, meditate, day and night the preceding word? Because that's your key. And we try everything else. And the Lord is saying, I've given you everything that contains your life and godliness. So true life, quality, a higher... You see, I will not give my glory to another, God says. And that's not the word, it's not another, it's a lesser. So I need more of Christ that's in my heart that got there because He came and sat on the throne of my heart and He's erected and grown because of this. More and more of the proceeding word that comes through me and mirrors through my soul. The more of Christ is seen, the more of that wisdom and light and glory will be reflected in my life. So that's it. Let's reform ourselves to the Word of God. Study the Word. Meditate on a day and night. I constantly meditate on the Word of God. My mind is constantly with the flood of the, with the Word of God. I think things over and over and over. I don't reason it. I meditate on it. And when I meditate, I put my mind, I apply my mind to it. That's when revelation comes. Where I see greater dimension of what God actually meant. Then you know your mind doesn't have any other way but when he makes a decision it will be accurate. Because you wouldn't know what to do else. But when you're still in the flesh and your soul mirrors what's in your flesh it is darkness and darkness is lack of understanding it's ignorance. It's actually being casted out into utter darkness where there will be a weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's what that scripture means means you'll be at a place of ignorance. God does not want you to be at a place of ignorance anymore. But He wants His image to be reflected through you by reformation. And when the reformation has taken place in your heart, you will see that wealth will come to you in so many different ways and avenues that you cannot even count it. Because God will do far above what you can ever hope, dream, or imagine. I don't think there's something wrong with my imaginations. But it's about the kingdom first. That's when we'll have vision. The church will have vision. They will know what to do. Because their sight is not limited because of darkness and ignorance. But they will have sight because of the volume of the word that's resident in their spirit. So get a life. Just get a life. You know that many people live a substandard life. Substandard life. And let me tell you, the, the reason, the only reason is ignorance. It's a lack of understanding. 
But if you can come to a place of understanding, I tell you what, he is waiting. He's waiting with all of the glory that he can produce on the inside of you to ooze out of you like a river, a fountain of life. That's when people will come and sit at your streams and drink. Because when you open your mouth, they will be in connection with the heavenlies. Because the heavenlies is connected on the inside of you with the universe. So let's get understanding. In all of our getting, prophet says, get understanding. Flood. Hearts flooded with light. Still the proceeding word. That's what we call reformation. That's called alignment. Listen, things will just align itself automatically in your life without you even realizing it because it cannot do anything else. And by the way, that's when you will take on the true nature of who you are before you were born and before the earth were created. Because now the very thing that gave you originality and life and genesis the very thing that gave you a genesis was light. Now you're returning to that light that gave you your genesis actually before the foundation of the earth, before the foundation of anything. Now you return to that originality of who you were in Him. And all you're doing is now you are actually true manifesting your true nature of who you truly are. Because you've ignited your true nature on the inside of you by the word of God. Hallelujah. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The light has come. And the glory of the Lord is arisen upon you. Although darkness shall cover the earth, deep darkness, ignorance, stupidity, foolishness, it will not come to you because arise, shine, your light has come. But the Lord will arise over you. How is He going to arise over you? Through His light that will manifest through you. And His glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Somebody say Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you would like to find out more about Touch the Nations Ministries or inquire about the resources available from this ministry, please contact them at admin at ttn.co.za or visit their website at ttn.co.za. May God bless you as you grow from strength to strength in His infallibly magnificent Word.